You're listening to Once, Episode 8, Feedback on the First 7 Episodes. Welcome back to another episode of Once. This is the podcast about ABC's Once Upon a Time TV show. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. I'm Jeremy Laughlin. I'm Jenny. And Dan is out sick today. He has just been so eager to see the new episode of Once Upon a Time this Sunday that he worked himself up into a sickness. <laughs> Poor guy. He, he's just at home sick over what will happen on Sunday. Yeah, our, our other co-host, Dan Flynn, is who we're talking about. If you are just joining us after the hiatus of Once Upon a Time, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate your being here and listening to this podcast. And we do this live Thursday nights, I'm not going to say definite time, but come join the chat room <laughs> around 9.30 p.m. Eastern time. We'll be there, maybe not starting right away, but we'd certainly love to have you there. 9.30 p.m. Eastern time on Thursdays after the show. That way, there's plenty of time for you, you to send in your feedback, us to gather thoughts, get sound clips and everything, and we'll have a great time doing it. And as our community grows... We even have the ability to take live phone calls during a recording of the episode. So you can think about that in the future, too. Make sure that you are also checking out the website over at oncepodcast.com. If you're not subscribed, please subscribe over there. So let's get into some of this. We've got some awesome feedback that we've had because we have awesome listeners who send in awesome feedback. It's so awesome. <laughs> we love you guys. And we really appreciate the feedback that you guys send in. If you want to send us feedback about any episodes, especially the episodes as they air, you can send that to feedback at oncepodcast.com or call 903-231-2221 any time of the day. You can call that in. Or and, night. Yeah. And we'll love to have your feedback with us. So this feedback is from several of the last few episodes that uh, we've received. Uh, so it's it's a little bit over the map, but I'd love to share this stuff and love to talk about it as well. So first one here comes from Christina. She says, hey guys, love your show. A few notes as I make my way through your episodes. You mentioned that in A Still Small Voice, or you mentioned that still small voice seemed to replace God with Jiminy in the episode, The Still Small Voice. In Catholicism, not sure if this is only for Catholicism or if it's a Christian tradition, it is believed that your conscience is the voice of God. So the still small voice you hear in the back of your mind is God's. I'm okay with it being the cricket's voice because technically, if it is one, if it is of the voices <laughs> you hear in the silence. If it is one of the voices you hear in the silence, I think that's what she meant to say. There's a typo. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, her second point here. I really like this part. I have a running theory that Thomas, <laughs> Ella's prince, Cinderella's prince, turned into the frog prince, which is why his clothes were left behind at the well. Oh my goodness, that's awesome. 
It would also account for Sean being human in Storybrooke, since some animals slash humans, like Jiminy, turned human in Storybrooke. That's very creative. That I like that theory. It's awesome. I want to see that scene again. In fact, we'll have a picture of that just to compare that to this feedback. We'll have a picture of that in the show notes for this episode. So go over to oncepodcast.com slash eight and let us know what you think. We'll have some before and afters just so we can make sure that what's there uh, after he disappeared wasn't. <laughs> I, I think that is awesome. That is awesome. Christina, that's incredible. Thanks, Christina. She said, thank you for the fun episodes. I'm going to leave a review on iTunes. You guys are great. Keep it up, Christina. I love that. I didn't catch that. Did did no. you ever suspect I that? I never before? thought of that. <laughs> the Frog amazing. Prince isn't really a story that I'm that comes to mind easily. It's been a while since I saw anything or heard anything about it, and of course they're not um, determined not to cross make the stories cross over because mm-hmm. they've been doing it already. So that it's that's a really great theory. Yeah, I think it doesn't quite fit because part of the frog being or part of the prince being a frog was a curse on him right which might not necessarily apply in this but then again they might still connect it together um okay now next feedback uh jeremy would you read this one from surrey certainly surrey i believe it is about the price of gold I don't know if Suri is <laughs> a boy or girl, but um, Suri says, did anyone see a potential Aladdin and Jasmine at the wedding reception? I thought I did. Ooh. Didn't I mention that one time? At the reception? Yeah. Didn't I mention that there was someone who looked like Aladdin? I think you might have. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe it was around the the um, the mines. Maybe I said that. Do we have screen captures? We'll get scene? some. Yeah. Okay. We'll have them in the show notes at oncepodcast.com slash eight. I didn't All see right. Jasmine though. I saw Aladdin. <laughs> and right. I did mention something about the frog princess. Oh wait. No, that doesn't work. Um adding to this, we have seen a couple times now, at least two times in two different episodes, an Aladdin kind of lamp in mr gold's pawn shop that's true i've pointed it out a couple times it's moved around things in his pawn shop move around like everything i found a hole in christina's theory (laughs) in which already (laughs) yeah (laughs) now that i think about it he couldn't be the frog prince because the disney version the frog prince they were both black so that wouldn't work because cinderella and what's his name i think they may not care. Yeah, that's. I think that's just because they wanted to set that in Louisiana, the yeah, frog prince. True. But I did see. I remember now being watching the reception and saying that could be the frog princess because there was a black woman there. <laughs> just saying. Apparently, I've never seen that movie. I'm just realizing that it's it's one of uh, Disney's more recent ones. Okay. All yeah. right. Go ahead and continue with the okay. series. All right. Also, when Cinderella told Thomas about the baby, she did mention, it wasn't my fairy godmother who brought me here, it was Rumpelstiltskin. So he knew it was magic, that's why he didn't get too upset. (laughs) I don't know. Also, if Rumpelstiltskin gave the queen the spell, he must have gotten something from her as well, right? True. Because he likes to make deals. His his deal with her was 
he said that um, in the new land, he would have riches, wealth. And she said, Don, you'll have an estate. He said, I'm not finished. Hmm. I want you to heed my every request if I say please. That was the deal for telling her how to make it work. Yeah, that but was did, the second deal. Did she say that she got it from him originally? Oh, and then... right. Yeah. Hmm. And then she gave it to Maleficent? Or not gave Trade, it. Traded she it. Traded with, it. Yeah, for the um, sleeping spell. Oh, that didn't work. Oh. People wheeling and dealing. <laughs> yeah. So what was the original deal? Right. That's a good question. You don't know. Hmm. Very huh. good question. Very good. I wonder if we'll see that. I don't know. I, I Very think, possibly. Yeah, I think we might because we've got to, at some point, we've got to see when Snow White was cast into the spell of sleeping. Right. Perhaps. Right. So the letter continues. You confuse me completely with this timeline thing, and I agree with Jenny that not everyone was happy at the same time. So maybe everyone got to Storybrooke at different times. On Ashley's pregnant timeline, let's not forget that Emma had Henry when she was 18. Yeah, going back to that timeline thing, I still think that the way they've played it out, Cinderella must have had the baby before the curse. Why? Because Cinderella was like almost ready to give birth when she when Rumpelstiltskin was then put in prison. When Snow White and Prince Charming go to Rumpelstiltskin, Emma or um, Snow White is just barely pregnant with Emma. Oh, I see where you're going. So there have got to at least be a few months, and in that span of a few months it's very possible that Cinderella's baby might have been born. Okay. Unless she's under some kind of spell that makes her have an 18-month pregnancy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That one's still confusing me. You know, speaking of timeline things, another interesting thing about timeline in fairy tale land that I was thinking about looking back at the episodes and rewatching a couple of them over this hiatus, the... Uh, episode a still small voice when we see jiminy approach rumpelstiltskin realize that is uh at least 30 years probably before the curse is enacted because jiminy uh, becomes a cricket to be the conscience for Geppetto. Geppetto is just a boy. Oh, right. And then when the curse is enacted, Geppetto is an old man, like we see him in most of uh, Once Upon a Time. Right. So that's a long time gap between... <laughs> Did you say the, at least 30 years? Yeah, at least, yeah. I'd say more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably like 50. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 40 or 50. Um, yeah. And one last thing, speaking of timeline, we just launched this on our website. If you go to oncepodcast.com slash timeline, it's a working timeline we have of trying to piece these events together since, especially in fairy tale land, the stories aren't told chronologically. Right. So we're trying to piece these things together so we can see where some of the gaps are. If you have any feedback on that timeline or suggestions, go ahead and leave a comment there on the page, oncepodcast.com slash timeline. Or email us, feedback at oncepodcast.com. All right, so to con continue with Surrey's letter, 
Did you notice that Regina only talked about the not-so-fun things about having a baby? Change diapers, fevers, tantrums. <laughs> I did notice that. It's a good that. catch. <laughs> I think she was just trying to point out to Emma that she she kind of owned Henry. Like, I mean, she, she just... She was just pointing out that she did all the work, so right. she she ought to be. You know, yeah, she ought to. But after guess. the last episode, I I don't have a lot of sympathy for Regina anymore. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> <The> <laughs> heart crusher. I don't think anybody does. <laughs> yeah, I I wondered if for a while if maybe she would didn't remember and and maybe there was good in her, but um, well, there was a tear yeah. in her eye. As she crushed Sheriff Graham's heart. Was there? Because yes. I didn't see it. That's true. I was too busy looking at the heart that was crushed. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe hers can be a redemption story yet. Maybe. maybe. Or maybe she's just going to need to have her heart crushed. I'm not sure which. <laughs> well, she did like Miss or Sheriff Graham, didn't she? She enjoyed having him around. I don't know. <laughs> she was, uh, he was her, her pet. pet. Yes. Oh, right. Yeah, I'm not Some sure. Some people get very attached to their pets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. What else have we got here? It's funny how Henry says, so what's her story? And later... He's like maid, stepmother, stepsister, and Emma is like, not now, Henry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, talking about Cinderella there. Uh, yeah, I guess Henry hasn't gone through and taken a census of the town and made connections for every single person yet. Yeah, he doesn't know. <laughs> like Mr. Gold, he has no idea yeah. who Mr. Gold is in Right, you think that might be a little obvious to him if mm-hmm. he knows the stories as well as he seems to, but uh, <laughs> yeah. maybe not. What did Ashley take from Mr. Gold? I cannot figure it out. It did not look like paper. Maybe. Maybe it was a box containing paper. Or maybe Dude, I missed something. I didn't something. really see what she took. I, I just assumed it was documents because that's what Emma said. Right. I think... I don't think we actually got to see her take anything. We'll have to look at that. they've intentionally hidden from us. Did she even get into the safe? Yes. I couldn't remember. Hmm. Because I think she had opened it, and that's when Mr. Gold showed up. Why did she know how to get into the safe? Because she was Mr. Gold's maid. Yeah, but if I'm him, I'm not telling my maid how to get into my private safe. Well, she... Especially where I keep the papers on her (laughs) giving up her baby. (laughs) True. Maybe he's had her get something from the safe before. Maybe she's just Maybe. been cleaning and she's seen him get stuff and Spying put stuff away. Yeah. It depends on if how long she's been his maid. <laughs> Maybe she raised that eyebrow and watched him open the safe. <laughs> no, no, that's Snow White that raises the eyebrow, isn't it? No. Or, oh, you're right. Not, not was, that I yeah, talked Cinderella. about actually in the podcast. Um, so that's it. Suri says, hope this isn't too long. Can't wait to hear your response. And now you have as as we went along. <laughs> Thank you for that letter. I'm thinking it's actually something different from just a document that Ashley had taken from Mr. Gold's safe. Oh, okay. Because they didn't show it. And the only idea that we get from it is what Emma speculated. And Mr. Gold says that... Um, Ashley took something that belonged to him. Maybe it was an actual possession. Yeah, but I thought he was just trying to be coy about, yeah. hey, you're 
going to get her unborn child for me because it's my merchandise and I don't think you'll do it if I tell you. Yeah. Hmm. Listeners, we'd love to hear your feedback on the feedback. <laughs> email once or email feedback at oncepodcast.com <laughs> or call 903-231-2221. Let's go on to uh, the next email from Shirley. Jenny, would you read that one? Sure. Shirley says, I have a theory that the evil queen is the original Miller's daughter who had to weave straw into gold and then later married the king, Snow's father. Maybe she bargained away her firstborn to rumps. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I call him in my notes. (laughs) And And that was the secret she shared with Snow. Think about it. Why did she even want to adopt Henry? She had the sheriff to amuse herself with. Maybe her loved one was actually a child. The dialogue is very careful to allude to something, but it also leaves the door open for something entirely different. That's a very interesting thought. Hmm. The Miller connection is very interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Well, continue on with what she said. If you stay with my original theory about the evil queen being the Miller's daughter and that she had to give up her firstborn to Rumpelstiltskin, suppose that child is actually Henry's father. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it seems twisted, but it would be clever and certainly plug all the plot holes so far. <laughs> or plug some of the plot holes. <laughs> the plot holes. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds so much like potholes. That is... That's an interesting theory. I, I'd forgotten that his name was Miller. Like the Miller's daughter and Henry Miller. Right? Mills. 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 Okay. I was but thinking Mills. Still, it's all possibly. We've already seen last names have a lot to do with different characters. <laughs> or the names in Storybook have a lot to do with the Jeremy's characters' Jeremy's writing history. equations in the air with his finger. <laughs> That's because I'm trying to figure out all the messed up family <laughs> issues there would be if <laughs> Regina's, in, you know, Storybrooke, son were Henry's father. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a skip there. I don't know. It It could make sense. Let's look... And you know how I pointed out um, Rumpelstiltskin's timeline there of the 50-year gap? What if that is the timeline that we're talking about here? Is, well, that might be too long. But when we saw in the still small voice, when we saw Jiminy go to Rumpelstiltskin, he was weaving something into gold. What if that was the actual event that's recorded in the fairy tales of his weaving something into gold uh, and that he's doing that for the miller's daughter but she got to keep her child because she guessed rumpelstiltskin's name yeah that's true but it'd still be an interesting thing or maybe maybe that's part of a twist that they're going to take is that she didn't guess his name well that would just that would just be wrong (laughs) that would just be so wrong (laughs) Hmm. (laughs) that's a great theory Shirley but I don't know that's it's a a bit tough that's deep that's (laughs) really deep that's deep (laughs) 
calls for speculation. Yeah. <laughs> of course, but what else are we doing? One thing here is Henry's father is from outside of Storybrooke. Yeah, we don't even know who he is. Oh, or, correct. Because he, if he's from fairy tale, then he can't be outside Storybrooke. Right. Yeah. Only unless, one... unless Emma was in Storybrooke 10 years ago. No. Henry, oh. She wasn't. She was, she was a oh, baby. Yeah. Not 10 years ago. Yeah, Henry, Henry was, well, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, it, I think it raises more questions than it answers. But uh, great, great idea, though. Miller's daughter. I don't know. <laughs> Mandy sent in several emails. I think, <laughs> I think, and this is great. I think she was sending quick emails to us while she was watching the recap last Sunday. Oh, that's awesome. And so I got like a couple one-line emails from Mandy. But Mandy said, I believe they say Henry came to Storybrooke when he was three weeks old. I don't remember that. We, we've got to check that. We yeah, do. No, that's, I said, think that's correct. She said diapers and stuff. Uh, anyone in the chat room, are you <laughs> remembering that number, three weeks? He was certainly of diaper age. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we can assume under three, five years old or so. She pretty much had him in Arizona and gave him away right away. So. And Arizona is quite a long ways from Storybrooke, Maine. Yes, it is. Yeah. Then she said, if true love follows the ring that Mary Margaret is wearing, by the way, um, Disney girl in our chat room who overdosed on our podcast earlier today (laughs) said that, yes, she said that in episode two, the three weeks thing. So, okay, now we know Henry came to Storybrooke when he was three weeks old. I wish Um, you could capture, like, get that sound clip and play it. It'd take a little while to find that. Yeah. Well, Probably rewatch the episode and then mention that maybe in the blog over at oncepodcast.com. Another message from Mandy read, If true love follows the ring that Mary Margaret is wearing, is that one of the reasons David is drawn to her? I don't know. That and he kind of remembered her but didn't. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they were married. Of course he felt something wasn't right with that nag with the bad attitude. <laughs> <laughs> It's just sad that he forgot. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see what happens next. That that will be... I think people are going to cry when he <laughs> and Mary Margaret remember their true past. Yeah. People will probably but, cry. But... I mean, that's a tie-in with Lost. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Well, kind of, but they're not making it an intentional tie-in. Maybe if they go to the playground and push Emma on a swing together, they will remember. (laughs) (laughs) That would be awkward. (laughs) Or or maybe, maybe if James carries Emma around in a blanket. (laughs) And sword fights. (laughs) And sword fights. (laughs) Okay, this is just getting weird. (laughs) See what you opened up, Mandy? (laughs) Another message from her said, I believe that Mr. Gold and Regina know who they are from the past. Mr. Gold only does things that will benefit him. Regina can see that her power over her townspeople is diminishing the longer Emma stays and the more important Emma becomes in the town. Yeah, but she's got like a dozen hearts in a drawer. How could she not have power? 
She could just squeeze them all and kill she, everyone. It doesn't necessarily mean that she has everyone's hearts. Oh, right. <laughs> because she took the huntsman's heart. They That's could be true. hearts of dead people. Yeah. She just collects them. They don't... It's kind of her thing. It's, yes, That's what yes, Henry is. said to the sheriff. Because she wanted Snow White's after she was dead. She didn't just rip it out. Yeah. Mm. She ripped the huntsman's out. Yeah. That was strange. That was strange. And then Mandy asks a question. In the still small voice, Regina picks up a piece of glass and keeps it with her until the end of the episode where she then tosses it down the sewer or the, the, um, the mine grate. shaft. What was the piece of glass from? Coffin. Yeah, we're we pretty think, certain about this. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because we, we, we got a still frame of that and it looks like the coffin. Right next to a wormhole. Yeah, it's very similar to the key <laughs> that... I'm convinced that that's a wormhole. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, just convinced. Cave light. It's very similar to the piece <laughs> that Henry You has. just watch. It's going to be a wormhole. <laughs> I'm sure of it. The cave was a little too well lit. Yeah, and it looked they, magical. They... Like, like it was a wormhole to a magical place. I would say some of the magical aspect is just cheap CGI. Very possible. He, like, yeah... Um, what's his name? Doc- <laughs> it's been too long since I saw the show. Dr. Hopper lit a match, but there were already shadows on his face just, because there was all this light down yeah, there. Yeah, that's that- just... Lighting in dark places is very difficult to do. They do it better than Knight Rider mm-hmm. did. Knight Rider <laughs> was terrible in just about every aspect except the car. When he lit that match, I was thinking, wow, he's so smart. He's checking for oxygen. <laughs> <laughs> you were smarter than they were. <laughs> So, yeah, the the glass is from the coffin. And we also see that when she drops it in. Hopefully you saw this whole part, Mandy. I hope the network. I didn't catch it the first time. I didn't catch it the first time. Yeah, The glass drops down the mine shaft and then it drops onto something and kind of there's that. Okay. Wormhole, whatever in the background. Magic. And (laughs) we see it zooms out. And if you pause it and look at it, you'll realize it's not just like a log fallen in the cave somewhere. It is. The glass coffin from Snow White. And then uh, Mandy continues on saying, or she closes saying, what if Mr. Gold, get this, this is freaky thinking. What if Mr. Gold was digging Graham's grave in the woods? What? I'm not sure why. I mean, that that's a cool thought, not to throw water on it too fast, but... um. He's most likely going to have a normal funeral. Yeah. And I'm not sure why they would traipse out into the woods to bury him in some Well, he grave. didn't die in the woods. Yeah. I'm pretty convinced Gold was looking for something because he Graham asked him if he'd seen anything strange. And he just kind of, he kind of looks at his shovel <laughs> almost regretfully and says, no. <laughs> yeah, we've got a screenshot over at oncepodcast.com slash seven. And you can see that screenshot that we're talking about where he just awkwardly looks at his yeah, shovel. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, he's, he was being kind of awkward. <laughs> I think he wanted to find something strange and he hadn't yet. Do you think he still knows the future? Perhaps. Maybe. I think that he goes out in the woods and digs for stuff that he wants to find. Mm. <laughs> I'm not sure what that might be. Mm, maybe he's trying to dig for pieces from fairy tale land. Well, we'd already said that. That's be- He's an archaeologist. A... Well, did we? Yeah, he collects stuff. So he's he... collecting things to to prevent people from finding them and remembering themselves. Or he's helping somehow for some reason. That's mm. why he keeps them in his antique shop and Maybe. 
teases people with them. Yes. Do you like want he, to remember your past? Yeah. Like, do you or want to get that mobile <laughs> down for you? Or do you want that windmill? Look that at was the windmill. Actually, never in your. <laughs> In our live chat room, again, we do this live every Thursday night around 9.30 or so p.m. Eastern time at noodle.mx slash live. Doxon in there is saying, if the coffin is there underground, I wonder what else could still be in fairy tale land. Well, we see a lot of things in Mr. Gold's shop that was in fairy tale land. Yeah. I wonder if there are bigger things, though, more significant things buried underground. Hmm. Like? I don't know. Like the stuff of fairy tales. Other things we might (laughs) discover at some point. What if Mr. Gold is looking for... Gold! No. (laughs) He's looking for the (laughs) wand, the magic wand. Oh. Oh. That's that's interesting. What would he then do with it? I don't know. That would be an awkward thing to be wielding in town. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Look, I've got the stick. <laughs> I'm pointing my wand as hard as I can. <laughs> and then one last, or a couple of feedbacks left here. Deanne, I think that's the name here, said, Hey, podcasters. I've just recently found your show and have been listening to the episodes while at work to pass the time. I had a theory about Midas and possibly why Shepherd Prince James didn't marry his daughter. In Nathaniel Hawthorne's version of the story, King Midas accidentally touches his daughter and turns her into gold. Maybe this is what happens in the show, therefore allowing um, Shepherd Prince James to marry Snow. Also in episode four. Well, let's let's think about that for a minute. That I'm gonna say no. She's not gold in Storybrook. Yeah, I was gonna say we have what's her name? Catherine uh, in Catherine. Storybrook? The nice one. And she doesn't wear a lot of gold either. <laughs> More to the point. <laughs> I think that turning to gold would probably kill you. And the dead ones don't seem to be transformed back into living people. <laughs> the dead ones. We've seen a yard gnome. We've seen marionettes yeah and they're still that way in storybrook so i think there'd be this big gold statue of a woman nobody knows (laughs) in storybrook or maybe they would have a history but she'd be in the center of town Mm. (laughs) good point good point and remember what midas said to the guy that was taking off his glove he was like you remember what happened to the others or do you remember what happened to (laughs) so-and-so be careful i thought midas died in the story originally because he couldn't eat anything Am I making that up? I don't know. He he did die, yeah, in the original story. Okay. But we haven't seen that in the show or anything. I just, I thought that, and I never said it when we reviewed that episode. Yeah. He could be one of those characters that what we saw of him is all that we need. Right. To keep the story moving. They yeah. just want to have a little cameo of a right. particular character. I would never have associated Midas with Disney I don't think they're going to keep strictly to Disney stuff. Some of the elements came from the Grimm's tellings of the stories so you already. Think Hercules will be there? Right. <laughs> Maybe. Because Hercules is right up there with Midas. I mean, he's part of Greek mythology, right? Yeah. Hmm. Could be. And uh, 
Deanne continues. Also that means an, that Haiti is going to be there. <laughs> also in episode four, The Price of Gold, one of you mentioned that Cinderella had her baby in the fairy tale world before they captured Rumpelstiltskin. That was me. I was. That's my theory. I'm sticking to it. But, she says, I disagree. Had the baby been born already, I don't think Rumpelstiltskin would have been waiting around for Cinderella to hand deliver it. He would have appeared to collect it already. But he was imprisoned. Yeah, and they said that the only way to imprison him was with magic. And there's there's some way that he's being held in prison with magic. Mm. And that he doesn't right. dwarf have blood. his magical power. It's dwarf blood. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, yeah, they painted the walls with it. He can't escape. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gross. It's his kryptonite. <laughs> I was under the impression that Cinderella and her prince were trying to break the deal before the baby came. Cinderella did inform the prince of the deal she had made right after telling him that she was pregnant, after all. On that note, I think a timeline is a great idea, and I will help ha- be happy to help you guys if you want. Hey, guess what? Oncepodcast.com slash timeline. <laughs> help us all you want. <laughs> I've already started a slightly loose one of my own. Deanne, please send that to us. <gasps> Feedback at oncepodcast.com. Thanks for the entertaining podcast. I'm looking forward to hearing more of your ideas when the show returns. Deanne. Thanks, Deanne. Good, good observations there, but I still think just the way it timing and everything, I still think Cinderella's baby is born. I And I, I'm thinking it could just be a timeline glitch. Uh, you think the that the baby was born in fairy tale? The the hardest part of all of this is trying to figure out how long after Prince Charming's and Cinderella's wedding was Emma born, because we really don't know how long it took. Well, Snow White at the reception was not pregnant. Or she didn't look pregnant. Right. She danced. She was happy. She hopped around. She didn't look <laughs> pregnant. And there was the process of the queen trying to perfect the recipe. Not to say that. that you become unhappy and sluggish when you get pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> I was just saying she was very spry <laughs> for preggers. <laughs> if she were. And Jeremy, would you read the last feedback that we got? I would read it. I absolutely love this show. I was a little disappointed when it went off for a little while during the holidays. But with that said, I can't wait until it comes back on Sunday. I just wish it played every day instead of waiting a whole week. (laughs) But I guess that keeps the interest up. Caitlin. I agree. (laughs) Except, Caitlin, it would be over for a year by now if that were true. (laughs) If it played every day, there would only be three weeks worth. I. Oh, yeah, season one. Correct. (laughs) I think that uh, I've seen this kind of sentiment a lot regarding the last episode. So many people are saying, I cannot believe they decided to go on a hiatus right after episode seven. It's like, (laughs) well, yeah, that's why they went on hiatus is because they wanted you to feel that way. And I may have said it before, but that is the way a lot of shows do a winter hiatus. That's the way to do it. Mm Mm-hmm. Give us something to care about <laughs> before. Yeah. I mean, it was yeah. good enough, but that was really, that could have been a season finale, quite uh-huh. honestly, except they really, really need to give us more right now. Yeah. Which uh, I wonder 
if the writers are either have a huge season finale planned or maybe they're working through things waiting to see if abc <laughs> renews it for a second season hey talk optimist i mean speak optimistically about this show <laughs> i think they are contracted for 22 episodes i just don't know if they always honor that can i just interrupt now and, and mention something that's in the chat room What's that? uh daxton says wonder if the spell blew off rubbish leg and that's what he was digging for because <laughs> he does use a cane <laughs> that's hilarious thanks daxton the spell is going to cost you an arm and a leg. <laughs> or maybe a different curse blew, blew off his leg. leg and Midas caught it. <laughs> and that's why... Golden yeah, anyway. leg. <laughs> I digress. Oh my. We are, yeah. We are way digressing. <laughs> so this is a good place to start wrapping up. We really appreciate everyone's feedback. And we appreciate your feedback. If you have yet to send us some feedback, please send that to us. Or if you want to wait until Sunday... Feel free to send us as much feedback as you want after the new episode airs this coming Sunday. Send us lots and lots. Yeah, January 8th. And send that feedback to feedback at oncepodcast.com. You can write it out or you can attach an audio file there. So if you've got an iPhone, an Android phone, or your own podcasting studio, whatever, you can send <laughs> us your own audio feedback to feedback at oncepodcast.com or call in with a phone to 903 903- <laughs> Two three one two 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 one, and leave a voicemail there for us. Keep your feedback to fewer than two or three minutes. Otherwise, it cuts you off, and we may need to edit you for clarity or brevity. <laughs> and make sure that you check out the show notes for this episode. We'll have these uh, feedbacks in there, and also some of the screenshots that we mentioned, so you can look at these things. And make sure that you check out the timeline over at oncepodcast.com slash timeline. By the way, the link for the feedback for the show notes for this episode are at oncepodcast.com slash eight. And follow the show on Twitter at twitter.com slash oncepodcast. And we tweet about things often. You can also join our Facebook page over at facebook.com slash oncepodcast. And if you're into Google Plus instead of Twitter and Facebook, then we do now have a Google Plus page for Once Podcast. You can look that up or I'll have a link to that on the website at oncepodcast.com. Please go to oncepodcast.com. And if you're not already subscribed, subscribe to the episodes so you, that you receive them automatically for free as soon as they're released. And also, if you would, please leave a rating and review for us in iTunes. We've been in New and Noteworthy under TV and film in iTunes, and even just the overall new and noteworthy in oh, iTunes wow. uh, podcast for quite a while. Nice. Which has surprised me because we've been on this hiatus. Mm -hmm. But that's that's wonderful. And that's thanks to your help, our awesome listeners. We've got some awesome reviews there, too, in some of the international stores, too. I was looking through the Canadian place and finding some reviews there left by some Canadians. So <laughs> thank you for that. And you can leave your own ratings and reviews. You can comment on any of the shows over in the show notes over at oncepodcast.com. Please follow me on Twitter at the ramen noodle, T-H-E-R-A-M-E-N-N-O-O-D-L-E. Follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash phlegon, P-H-L-E-G-O-N. Twitter.com slash Jenny's Nook. 
So we hope that you will tune in to listen to us next Thursday at 9.30 p.m. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. <laughs> I'm Jeremy Laughlin. I'm Jenny. Thanks for listening. Once Podcast is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our podcasts like this one over at noodle.mx.